This week on I Watch This as an Adult Movie Reviews, I review the 2000s teen comedy, Bring It On. Let's hear it for the five-time national cheerleading champions, the Mighty Toro! Bang, bang, choo-choo track, let me see you do your thing! You are cheerleaders. Cheerleaders are dancers who have gone retarded. Jan's got spirit. How about you? Dude, you just lost. Ever been to a cheerleading competition? We're the best. We have fun, we work hard, and we win national championships. We have a problem. About what? You ripped off those cheers. We've had the best squad around for years, but no one's been able to see what we can do. We're in trouble. But you better believe all that's gonna change this year. I swear, I had no idea. Do you think a white girl came up with those moves? This isn't about cheating. This is about winning. Can we just beat these buffies down so I can go home? We might have to have a rumble. I'll take out famous losers for $200. Shut up, moron! You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. Come on, let's go get it on. We need a new routine, something amazing and fresh. We've been saying we're the best. Now it's time to put up or shut up. Let's do this. Maybe we should join the squad. And welcome to another episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I am your host, Mikkel Ford. We're going to be talking about Bring It On. Bring It On is a 2000s cheerleading teen comedy. Let's get into the technical. This movie was directed by Peyton Reed. This is actually Peyton Reed's directorial debut. If you don't know who Peyton Reed is, he went on to direct the Ant-Man trilogy. Uh, he went from this. He also has another he also has another underrated movie, I think, uh, with Jim Carrey called Yes Man. Uh, yes Man's a Yes Man's a pretty underrated uh, comedy. Like he directed that movie also, but he's best known for the Ant-Man trilogy. But yeah, this is his first, this is his uh, directorial debut, uh, bringing on. This movie is written by Jessica Bendinger, uh, who uh, I believe this is her first. I believe this is her first script that she's written. So like, th- this is a lot of a lot of firsts here. Um, the budget for this movie is eleven million dollars. It brought in ninety point five million dollars at the box office. So you can say that's a success. Uh, let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. I was a teenager at the time. I saw this movie for the first time 
in my world history class in 11th grade <laughs> which is probably the weirdest place you could watch a movie like this but hey, it's the public school system like what do you what are you gonna do what are you gonna say uh and it's probably the only way i would have watched this movie because i was not interested in this movie whatsoever i remember seeing tra uh, uh commercials for it i remember seeing like uh posters anytime i would go to the movie theater i would see posters for it had no interest in seeing this movie whatsoever but when i saw it in my uh i saw it in my in my world saw it in my world history class i remember actually liking it like this movie had like that uh same effect on me that uh mean girls and uh josie and the pussycats had where it was like oh this movie's meant for girls but then you watch it and it's like wow this movie's really funny <laughs> you know <laughs> like it had that effect on me back then but now let's see how i feel about this movie as an adult let's get into it shall we uh this movie is a uh, very early 2000s this is another very early 2000s movie like like it also has like a remaining residue of late 90s teen comedies you know it's like very bright and very colorful and, and it has very like happy pop music and happy like punk pop music you know so like there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on in this in this movie and it like the music got on my nerves i'm not gonna lie the music and i like rock music i'm a rock music fan uh i grew up on uh i grew up on teen pop also you know <laughs> but it got real it got real like graining to my ears i don't know is, is it if it's just because I've, I've gotten older and i'm just like oh my god this shit's annoying <laughs> You know, so, but, but yeah, man, the music was very annoying. Um, Kirsten Dunst is the star of this movie. Uh, this movie is five years after Interview with the Vampire and Jumanji, which is a classic. I have to review Jumanji one day. Jumanji is on the list. Don't worry, it's coming. Just be patient. But like, this is five years after those movies, and it's two years before Spider-Man. So, like, uh, Kristen Dunst is just slummited here in this movie. Like, she's just... She probably just got the script for Spider-Man when uh, when she was doing this movie. So, like, she's she's like, I'm gonna do this movie, you know, get, get, get some pocket change, and then I'm gonna go change my career with Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is really the movie that, like, shot her into the stratosphere, I think. <laughs> And like she's been a she's been a serious actress like ever since, but uh, she plays uh, Torrance Shipman, a Californian cheerleader who takes over a cheer squad from a girl called Big Red. Like Big Red is a character where we don't know much about Big Red. Only thing we know is that Big Red is kind of a bitch, you know. <laughs> it was like they they established that from the start uh big red is also played by an actress named uh lindsey sloan uh lindsey sloan she's more of like a character actress uh you may know her as um uh, you may know her as sabrina's best friend 
uh, in um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You may know her there. Uh, but here, like, she's, yeah, she's, she's a uh, total, she's, I don't want to say the word again, but because I don't really like saying that word, but yeah, she's, she's, she's a pain in the ass. Let's just say that. She's a pain in the ass. Uh, there are a lot of former uh, child actors in this movie that are like kind of trying to, trying to transition into their adult careers. Uh, Kristen Dunst is one, is one. Eliza Dusku is in this movie and uh, Jesse Bradford. Like they're the main, main ones that stand out. Cause like all of them, former child actors they were like they had like sizable uh child careers in the 90s and now like they're trying to they're trying to step up and become like serious adult actors it's so funny to see that because they all look like uh pokemon before like they evolve into their final form because like their bodies are not fully formed. They're not in their fully formed adult bodies yet. You know, you get that. You get that like weird, uh, awkward phase. Uh, even after being a teenager, because you get into like a weird, awkward phase where you kind of got like a kid body that's turning into a a, a, a man body or a woman body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you're like 18, 19 years old. You know, because like I went through that because like. 18, 19, I was a toothpick. Like, I'm, I didn't start like gaining weight and like gaining muscle mass until I was about like 25, 26. You know, but like from like 18 to like 20, to like 24, I was like a, I was a goddamn toothpick. I was, I was skinny. I was skinny as hell. But like, you kind of get that here with these three. Uh, It's kind of like, you kind of get, them not fully formed in their adult bodies. They look they look real awkward. You could tell like they're finishing puberty. You know, you could just tell like they're just finishing it up. Uh and I never noticed that. I never noticed that until like I've seen those actors today. And I look at them now in this movie. I was like, wow, they were children. You know, like <laughs> they were really children. But um but anyway, uh, Eliza Dusku and uh, Jesse Bradford, they play a brother and sister duo named Missy and Cliff. Missy is the stereotypical, like, 2000s rebel girl. Like, she dresses in dark clothes and she wears dark eyeliner. And she has, like, uh, I guess she has, like, the new metal dreads. You know, like how the new metal bands. <laughs> you know, like, she looks like she could be, like, a member of Corn. Uh, like, she dresses like a member of Corn. That's what she dresses like. So, like, She's kind of like this rebel girl, but she joins the cheerleading squad uh, out of necessity because she was she's more of a gymnast, and they didn't have a gymnastics team, so like she was just like, I guess I'll join the cheerleading team. I get the flip. I love the flip. So <laughs> so she's doing that. And uh, Cliff is the sarcastic burnout who ends up being Torrance's love interest. Another good girl falls for the bad boy love story you know like it's it's dime a dozen type of story like her other boyfriend isn't any better because like he's he's basically committing statutory rape because he's a college student he's a college student dating high dating a high school girl so 
I guess dating a burnout loser is like better than dating a rapist, you know? <laughs> like, you know, like like anybody found out about them, this dude could be doing hard time. But anyway, um, Missy reveals to Torrance that all their cheers are stolen from uh, inner city uh, black cheerleaders, some cheerleaders from Compton. So essentially, this movie is about cultural appropriation. Let's say it again: cultural appropriation. Yeah. Um. So they go and they go up to Compton. I don't know how they went up to Compton in 2000 and uh, came back two little white girls. You know, two little white girls up in Compton. Uh, they went to Compton to go see the black cheerleaders, uh, which are led by uh, Gabrielle Union. This is uh, also Gabrielle Union's breakout role. Like she's probably like 30 years old filming this because like i want to say gabriel Union's in her 50s now so is this if this is 2000 she's like in her early 30s when she did this role she's in her early 30s playing a teenager (laughs) but but she's she's so good in this movie man like when she's when she steps on the screen like she commands your attention she takes over like she's kind of the best part of the movie uh the late 90s girl group Black is also in this movie. They play uh, Gabrielle Union's uh, teammates on the cheerleading squad. This movie is the only reason why I remember this group. Uh, Black is a, they're a, a team pop group that kind of got like lost in time. They had like two songs. I think they had like two or three songs and then like they disappeared after that. They had like one album. I want to say all like three of those songs came off of like one album and then like they didn't get a second album or if they did get a second album it bombed because I don't remember anything else from from black uh so like this is kind of this is kind of a time capsule for them it's like every time you watch this movie it's like oh yeah I remember them they they used to they used to sing I mean, you know <laughs> It like they're like one of those they're like one of those girl groups that got lost in the shuffle in like the early 2000s uh late 90s early 2000s but um surprisingly this movie has a lot of i don't know what you call it what would you call it i guess i'll say it this movie has a lot of jerk off fodder for a movie that i think is supposed to be for for teenage girls <laughs> I think it's supposed to be for teenage girls because, like, I doubt any teenage boy would want to watch a movie about cheerleaders that wasn't on the Spice Channel, you know? (laughs) But surprisingly, this movie is sexually leaning towards the male gaze. Like, I mean, like, there's one gay character in here, but he doesn't get much focus. Like, they kind of throw in that he's gay. And it's kind of like he's kind of wrestling with his sexuality, they don't go too deep into it because I say, like I say, they don't give him much attention. They don't give him much focus. But you get like two like scenes with him, and it looks like he's kind of wrestling with his sexuality. He doesn't know if he wants to be gay or straight. It's like he's talking because like he he's he, he he's talking to boys, other boys, and he kind of it's kind of like he gets like a funny feeling when he talks to other boys, and they kind of allude to the fact that he's gay. <laughs> But they don't really go into in in deep with him wrestling with his sexuality. Like 
I guess because it's a comedy. I don't know. Uh, but they don't focus on him. And the other male characters don't get pushed as heartthrobs like in other teen comedies. Like, which, like, that really has me asking the question, like, who is this movie really for? Because, like, they don't establish, like, a teen heartthrob boy in this movie. Like, all the boys are in the background. Even, like, Jesse Bradford, who's supposed to be, like, the love interest. They don't really establish him as a heartthrob either because he's kind of, like, this weird burnout kid like i said like these weird like just underachiever kid you know who like love who likes to play guitar that's that's all he is <laughs> but, but so like they don't really establish that uh eye candy for girls but we got a lot of half naked teenage girls in this movie <laughs> and they show a lot of they show a lot of ass there's a lot of ass in this movie uh, from teenage from teenage girls. <laughs> like, a lot of, like, looking up their skirts and them lifting up their skirts and showing their underwear and them in the locker room half-butt naked. There's a lot of that in this movie for a movie that's supposed to be about cheerleading. And it was like, like I said, boys have no interest in cheerleading, but here it is. It's here. Uh, we get to the spirit finger scene, which is the most popular scene in the whole movie. I used to think this scene was funny as hell as a kid. Like, I used to laugh uncontrollably at this scene as a teenager. But now, I think it's overrated. I think it's an overrated scene. I look at it now as an adult. It's not that funny. It's over the top mean-spirited also it's like real mean-spirited the mean-spirited to the point where it's like this ain't funny you know like this ain't even funny uh the cheerleading competition scene is actually funnier because it's a much more subtle scene like it reminds me of a scene from a christopher guest movie like it reminds me of like waiting for guffman or uh best in show or something like that you know like it reminds me of something like that where it's kind of like uh or um what's that other movie this is a, another movie that uh kirsten dunce was in drop dead gorgeous it reminds me of uh drop dead gorgeous this scene like drop dead gorgeous was about like uh beauty pageants that's another movie i gotta re- review because that's a that was a good movie i like that movie drop dead gorgeous um but yeah that that reminds me this scene reminds me of all those movies uh, I talked about how much I love Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union in this movie, but like her character uh, comes on screen and has like such class, has such regalness. Like I say, she she takes control of the room. She takes control of the scene whenever she's in it. I just wish that they would show more of the character. I wish she was in this movie more. Like, that's the one uh, thing I have a problem with in this movie. Like, the black cheerleading squad isn't featured more. Like, they kind of play them like background characters. And they don't really dive uh, deep into, like, the cultural appropriation uh, storyline, I guess you would say. The storyline. They don't really dive deep into that. Uh, these, These girls don't have any agency. 
like they don't it's just uh the rest of the girls because like the the other girls they don't have any agency they're like they don't focus on the compton high school they're like they only focus on uh torrance's school like you go into torrance's school you see every bit of torrance's school you see every bit of torrance's life but nobody focuses on uh gabrielle union's character which i think her name is isis i don't even remember her name you know like because they don't even say it because they don't focus on her very much they don't focus on her and it's kind of sad because i want to see gabriel i want to see gabriel union's character's life i want to see what she goes through i want to see uh her home life i want to see her uh i want to see her school life what she has to go through with her cheerleading squad uh i was looking up some clips i was looking at the trailer for bring it on and like they gave her a boyfriend in the trailer like there's a scene where like she's kissing a boy and it's not in the movie like she has a boyfriend in the trailer she doesn't have a boyfriend in the movie (laughs) And it's kind of sad because, like, they kind of, like I said, they kind of relegate those black girls to background characters, and it sucks. It really does suck. Like, there's even like a little bit of like white savior trope with uh, Kristen Dunst's character because, like, she tries to, uh, she tries to help them because, uh, like, they don't have enough money to raise to get to nationals, and she tries to help them, and they they do kind of a thing where, like, uh, Gabrielle Union's character is just like, oh, you want to help? the poor Compton kids and she just rips up the check or something like that and it's just it just didn't it just didn't track for me I was like it didn't hit me in the solar plexus I wasn't feeling that um but like I feel like this movie if this movie was made today they would have had like a bit more nuance they would have had a bit more nuance to the Compton cheerleaders you know you would have uh seen a bit more of their life what they go through if this movie was made today but overall this movie is very pedestrian i really didn't have the same fun with this movie as i did uh re-watching mean girls and uh josie and the pussycats but like you watch those two movies and it's just like oh wow this movie's still funny and this movie's really talking about something still but Cause like Mean Girls and Josie and the Pussycats, I talked about it in my reviews. Go watch those. Go, go watch those reviews. Those those two movies are surprisingly deep. Surprisingly deep movies. Bring it on. Bring it on. Not that deep. It's not that deep. Not that funny. I only laughed at like one scene, uh, and I just now noticed how much of a non-flat factor the black cheerleaders are uh i will give it some points for uh gabrielle union's performance because like i said whenever she's in the movie she's really good she like i said she takes over whenever she's in uh, a scene but other than that i feel like they dropped the ball on talking about uh cultural appropriation and what it means and i this is one i won't be going back to i won't be watching this again (laughs) I give it a two out of five. Join me next week in the month of October when we will be doing Horror Month. And the first movie we will be doing is 2000's Final Destination. Until next time, peace.